right, guys. Today we're going to be reacting to a young woman who is taking the internet by storm. Her name is Pearl Davis, and she runs the channel Just Pearly Things. Let's talk about it. All right, guys. Happy Wednesday. Hope you all are having a fantastic hump day. It is. I'm your host, Amla Benobi, and Taylor's here in Nashville. Hello. Happy hump day. I love that we have the air horn back. Let's please keep that. <laughs> Use it as we please. Uh, Scott's here in the producer's bay. What's up, everyone? And it's perfect that I have uh, two men on the panel, as always, to discuss some of the videos we're going to be reacting to today because we're going to be looking at Just Pearly Things. I looked at one video from Just Pearly Things on this show where Pearl was talking about uh, modern women and women wanting a man who's experienced. And I said, well, personally, that's not uh, what I would want. And and everybody was in the comments saying, you got to watch more Pearl videos. You got to watch maybe her in, in long form. And uh, maybe that the clip that we watched in particular was out of context. Some people were commenting on Twitter. They were commenting on Instagram. You got to look at more at Just Pearly Things content. So we're going to do this. I see her videos everywhere, all over the internet, on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok. So we're going to react to some of her takes. The background that I know so far about Pearl is I believe she is 26 years old, a uh, single woman who is making content on YouTube. She's got 1.4 million subscribers, and most of her content is talking about uh, feminism, uh, the issues that modern men are facing, the state of uh, modern women, and somewhat being an advocate against the modern day feminist movement. And I, I guess the accusation is that she is blatantly pro-male or pro-masculinity. So uh, we'll, we'll look into that and, and see what we find here. The common criticism that is levied against Pearl on the internet is that she hates women, that she has no sympathy for women, and of course the common phrase of pick me is thrown out all over the place. So let's watch this and see what we have to say. By the way, I am wearing my uh, trusty dusty glasses today. <laughs> I'm taking a break from my contacts, so that's why I have uh, four eyes uh, on today's show. We're going to get Straight into... out of Gryffindor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys are quite familiar with Pearl as well. You're seeing her videos all over the place. Yeah. 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 One other little tidbit. Uh, I know she plays volleyball, which I'm totally done with. I uh, am a big beach volleyball player, so you know, I'm um, props to Pearl for that. Dope. Okay. I have a feeling that I'm going to agree with uh, much of what she has to say, considering that she seems to be on the conservative end of the spectrum when talking about uh, women's issues, men's issues. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, let's watch video number and, one. Sorry, just yeah. for more some more context. She is American, but living overseas. Is that correct? Yeah, I so, think she lives in the UK. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what precipitated the move over there, but yeah, that's where I think she her humble abode is now it's in the mm -hmm. UK. Let's see what this first video has for us. And do though, that, that's the thing. Like, like a, a virgin's more valuable to a man than a girl that's had sex with multiple men. Like it just is what it is. There's a limit. Uh, but uh, the modern man's solution even, even, is not even, a virgin. A modern man needs a partner, somebody that's actually some, look smart look and can survive it, in the world of today. But I'm saying the men with and the that's going to be a lift woman. Most, the men with the most choice are going to pick women that are more pure in general. The ones that are already like, self-made, I guess so. But that's the thing. The reality too, is, like. the reality is that there's a lot of men out there, especially in the world that we live in today, that need a partner. So it's time for those masses of men to start 
respecting women for the role they can play in their I lives. Don't, I don't think I don't do, think average men expect women you know to what be virgins. You know what it is. <laughs> but it's this rhetoric that actually then is pumped into these minds and creates what people are not complaining about the misogynistic world. No, you know That's what it is. In Okay, pause. I think I get the through line of this video. And by the way, most of the videos we're going to be reacting to are posted by Pearl herself on her YouTube channel. I think at least most of them. So uh, that's the context that they are uh, have been placed on the internet. This one is interesting because I keep seeing videos with this idea being pushed, especially by young feminist women, of s talking to men in particular and saying, well, don't you want a woman who is well-traveled, who is highly educated who is doing really well in her career who is making six figures and i guess it would make sense to think that right and then they turn the camera over to the men and the men are just shaking their heads like i don't care about that whatsoever which is so interesting because in modern times you would think that would be what people are looking for considering that's what women are constantly chasing they're ch they're chasing uh higher education career accolades and sort of getting this version of success that has now been sold to women. Whereas in the with the many men that I've talked to on this subject and asked about this, and the men that I see on the internet, they're saying, you know, we couldn't care less about whether or not she is well-traveled or has, you know, a, a long-term career. I would much rather have somebody who is nurturing and caring and willing to uh, take care of household needs and uh, do that yin to my yang in a relationship, I will handle uh, the career. I will handle providing and protecting. But now women are looking for men who value those things and maybe they're hard pressed to find them. Yeah, I think they're both making points that I kind of agree with on Pearl's side. She's kind of just noting an obvious fact that men in general if if we're only talking about sexual history as a factor, men in general are going to choose a, a woman with lower sexual history right. if that's the only factor. But I think that's also like an oversimplification. And uh, that's where the other girl's point comes in, that a man who is looking for a partner, sure, they'll consider that. But there's also a lot of other factors that go into uh, looking for a partner. And that has to do with their ambition, their character, their morals, uh, their personality, all that stuff. And mm -hmm. that does come into play. And I think it's, it's kind of naive to pretend like it doesn't. But uh, if you're talking about this stereotype of a high value man who earns lots of money and just wants to sleep with as many women as possible and sees women as a notch in their belt, then uh, or a notch in the bedpost, if you will, <laughs> then, yeah, I think that those type of men are the ones uh, that are looking for the virgins to bed and that's all they care about. But why are we worried about those men? If you're a self-respecting woman, you shouldn't really be worried about appealing to those men or what their opinions are or what they want uh, because you should be looking for a partner I mean, unless that is what you're looking for and you just want to be somebody's uh, toy. Right. And it's so interesting because a lot of people view the man who is looking for the nurturing, you know, sort of uh, traditional woman as the one who's looking for a toy or looking for a, a doormat. And I find that to be quite the opposite i think a, a man who's willing to go out and protect and provide for a woman who's doing you know the the opposite end of that is a really wonderful thing but that's just my personal opinion i think uh everybody should have their their own choice and the idea that men are looking for experience when it comes to women i'm just not not convinced of uh, maybe there are some men out there who are it's really hard to have this conversation because it's hard to 
speak in generalizations about both of the sexes. And of yeah. course, there's going to be constant, uh, you know, outliers to what it is that we're talking about. But there does seem to be a really strong feminist narrative that like career and ambition is the most important thing that you can do as a woman. And on a personal level, maybe that will be true for you, but I'm not sure. Okay, here's another one. Women need to raise the family, right? Mm -hmm. But but you also need men. So we yeah. like because we've seen yeah. what happens when fathers aren't in the home. Yeah. So men and women are equally, I think, needed in the family. But when it comes to running a society, most of the jobs that run the infrastructure of society, so like the policemen, the power lines, the like all the things, women's jobs could go away tomorrow. Society would still run because you know what? What women are construction workers. If women are in construction, they're like in management or some bullshit job that we don't really need. Let's just be honest. Like. <laughs> Where where men are the ones doing the hard like the hard jobs, the street sweepers, the sewage, like all the stuff that like if went out tomorrow, society would not run. Women. I have to think about this one. I mean, I do think it's an oversimplification. I mean, we are now in modern society where I do think a lot of jobs are be create being created not necessarily out of necessity. But for the most part, jobs are created out of necessity. Like we don't just create jobs out of thin air because we want to pay somebody to do something random. And where there are infrastructure needs, as Pearl points to, like uh, construction and, uh, you know, working in, in sewage and garbage men and uh, police officers, which I'm fully willing to grant men are going to take those jobs by and large. It's just uh, more in their nature to do jobs like that. And it is not in, in women's nature to take on those jobs, which is why when you hear like calls for equity among like Fortune 500 CEOs and stuff like that, you never hear the same in regard to construction work and, and garbage work and all of this stuff. Uh, men will, for the most part, always uh, bear the burden of taking on those jobs. But where she points to sort of like these management positions that uh, are maybe unnecessary, infrastructure does not work without management and without somebody to, you know, set the structure of it, make plans for these things actually uh, coming to fruition and taking place. And sometimes uh, women fill those spaces and, and do those things. So I, I get what she's saying that they are the most essential jobs. If you're going to really boil things down and say, what do we need right now to keep society functioning? Uh, men, men are the ones taking on that position. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to uh, the fact that men are sort of undervalued in modern society because I think we've kind of overcorrected from, oh, it's 1960s, the patriarchy is dominating women and keeping them suppressed and we can't do anything that we want to do. We don't have freedom. So let's cast that off. And I think with this pendulum has swung really far in the opposite direction to into straight up man hatred and and. Uh, you know, not giving men any credit or not mm -hmm. pretending like we don't need need men, pretending that women should perform the roles that men have historically performed. So I think there's a lot of truth to that, that there there is an underappreciation for genuine masculinity and just the the roles that men fill in society today. So I appreciate that from Pearl. But I also think uh, that if you eliminated all the jobs that women occupy in uh, our country immediately, you would have a population that is really uneducated because women are disproportionately teachers. Um, they're disproportionately like what in psychology. So maybe we'd be going crazy or not being able to deal with our mental problems or have bad mental health. And they're disproportionately like in nursing and medicine. Yeah. So we'd all not be recovering from our 
injuries that we sustain as men out there in the world because we're doing dumb things. So, uh, especially if we're uneducated as well. So you could say that, you know, removing women to from society and the jobs that they do is would be equally or, you know, nearly as much catastrophic, you could say, as losing the men. So I, I think that's a, a point there as well. That is a very, very good point. I think what can happen uh, oftentimes when we're having conversations about like, men and women it becomes men versus women and uh, instead of acknowledging that we fill in separate needs for our society that end up evening out in a lot of ways now you can point to different struggles that each of the sexes have that are totally different and separate from one another but when it becomes a versus problem it's it's a little difficult to continue having the conversation what's interesting is i'm watching the youtube chat as we're watch as we're talking about pro right now and there are so many strong opinions about this woman it's like people either absolutely love her and love what she's doing or they hate her and they're calling her a grifter and all these things so i wonder what that's like for her on a daily basis going through I, I will say the the conversation around her as a personality is far worse than like what I experience on the internet I don't get like this harsh of, of criticism but uh maybe it's just because of the the subject matter that she talks about or the way a lot of you are criticizing the way she talks about things some of you are saying that she is anti-women that she is rude in the way that she communicates her message so I, I can hear hear your criticism there Speaking of uh, the chat, we did get a sizable super chat from okay. a scout in a Bradley. Um, they say a lot of women are becoming the man they want. Men are saying this, what we want, and a lot of women are not listening. Yeah, it's interesting. I saw a video on TikTok of a divorce lawyer talking about how his job has evolved and what sorts of divorces he's seeing now. And he said... Today, the most common form of divorce that he's seeing is women coming in to divorce their husbands because they are working full time, plus their mothers, and they feel like they're doing everything in the relationship and the man is not carrying any of the weight. So I think we are seeing this shift of women taking on the spaces that men typically occupied and maybe being unsatisfied. And I don't know if it's unsatisfied with the position that they're taking or unsatisfied with the fact that the man is not overtaking them in what it is that they're doing. But as women's standards increase and the things that they're doing increase, men have to match that like by at least twofold in order to be something that is desirable to women. And I can imagine that's pretty difficult. You guys are both married, so you're not the best to ask as far, <laughs> but I'm sure you have like single friends who are maybe dealing with the, the you know, dating environment right now. Is that a concern? Is that a, oh, wait, can you restate the question of like, what would the concern be for like, the person dating? Women are doing so much that men have to take on more in order to be something that's valuable to women, because uh, I guess they always say women date either across or up that's that's the the common structure yeah i suppose but you know as a man i think you sh you shouldn't like let the fact that women are more you know competitive in the the business world or uh more competent or you know have added more value to themselves in a lot of different ways you can either take that as a oh i'm not going to get beat by a girl like i'm i'm going to step it up myself uh, or you can take it as an excuse and be a beta and be like, oh, well, you know, the world set against me and women are too good for me now and I can't make it. And you can sit back. So in my mind, I'm like, take it as a challenge and step it up and, and, you know, 
go out there and, and compete all the harder. And I, you know, we can acknowledge on this channel that the the deck stacked against you a little bit. If it comes down to hiring you and hiring a woman and you're equally qualified these days, they will probably lean towards the women because to improve their ESG score or whatever. So, right. you know, whatever though, don't make excuses, like get, become a better high, the, the most you can do in whatever your situation is, is add the most value to yourself possible to become the best version of yourself you can be to, and to just go out there and kill it. So whether where women are and how hard they're competing or anything like that shouldn't really play a factor. If, if anything, it should just motivate you more to be a higher value person, um, in yourself. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would say like this added layer of diversity should really just help you focus in on sharpening your own sword and, mm -hmm. and just making sure, like Taylor said, becoming the best person you can possibly be. And I mean, it's, it's just, a, it's a greater challenge, but it's one that you have to face, um, you know, and, and overcome. And, and the only way to do that is, again, facing it and, and taking it on and running up that hill. So, yeah, it's interesting because I'm like, OK, so women are naturally better with the whole, you know, child rearing thing and taking care of kids. Now they're also taking on a career. Men have the career part. Right. If you're with a woman and you're married, you're most likely you're living in a dual income household. Where do you top things up and make it more even if the woman is doing the child rearing and the job this is just a question that i'm having you could be a better dad of course uh and be more active with the kids so then is it just splitting that 50 50 down down the center for the both of you and then that's the that's the way to make it even uh i can answer like for now we're kind of more 50 50 on mm -hmm. like house duties and stuff like that because we don't have kids yet and we make a similar amount of money and so our our household duties are very much like down the middle and it's just a matter of who's it more practical for today like you know it's uh gonna be it's a little after five right now by the end of the show it'll be around six she'll have been finished with work for a while so she's probably making the hello fresh tonight but mm -hmm. i'll make it tomorrow night when we don't have a live show you know it's like that's kind of just how we roll but there is this sort of mutually understanding that as we're looking to have kids soon and uh move into that next phase of our lives and hopefully we we be more and more successful or prager you is more and more successful and i can keep climbing the ladder a little bit make a little more money she can step back from work a little bit uh work less and, and um, be with the kids more and, and be with, you know, be the wife and play that role more because that's what she wants. And she she's open about that. So for us, it's kind of just like a timing thing right now. But for the time being, we have a very, you know, egalitarian sort of uh, situation. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And I, I granted, like when you're having these conversations on a podcast, for the most part, I think in the clips that I've seen of just pearly things, it's people who are single, younger, discussing relationships through this lens of like how are things split 50 50 who's getting what and all this stuff and i don't think that naturally most people in marriages or long-term relationships are thinking about their relationship as a means of what do we split and like what's my 50 percent of the 100 percent pie i think when you find the person that you're uh you are in love with and you you have this relationship towards you're, I'm, i've never had a conversation with the person i'm dating about what we're splitting or like what's going where and who's doing what ever yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you it sounds like a scorecard keeping and and whatnot and it's just like at the end of the day if you're with somebody you love and and are spending the rest of your life with them it's all about cooperation and figuring out what tasks need to be done and who has the hand capable of doing it at that moment in time. And it's all situational. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a matter of cooperation, communication. And, um, you know, as Taylor mentioned, you know, adding children to the mix as I'm currently going through me and my wife are going through it. We had a great 
obviously still have a great relationship, but, um, you know, when the kid comes in or the kids come in, you know, everything starts to shift and there's just mm-hmm. more responsibility to take on. And it's all about communication and cooperation again. And it always goes back to that no matter the situation. Yeah. And I think finding the partner that it's just like, okay, we're both going to run it a hundred percent and fill in the gaps for each other where, you know, we, things are not working out is, is best. Is it likely that everybody's finding partners like that? Probably not. And I think there's just also other issues with how people are judging others and choosing partners, which is really difficult. And I know a lot of people hate to hear like pick the right person, right? You know, because who knows whether or not you pick the right person, things change over time. Uh, as new elements come into your life, people evolve and they can turn into somebody that you, you never even knew. And that's the unfortunate part of just the human condition uh but yeah well that's where this whole you know hot take tiktok generation of here's my drive-by relationship advice i have no idea if you've been married or like i think matt walsh tweeted the other day i think i put on the doc but it was like Mm -hmm. unless you've been he was responding to some viral tweet about if you're uh if you want to really find out if your partner's the one you should break up with them for a year or something some stupid advice like that and he was like you should not be taking advice on relationships from anyone who hasn't been married and had kids and that had enough for at least 10 years. And so I'm like sitting here feeling like I'm underqualified to be giving relationship advice. So it's just funny to see this current movement right now. This content is so popular about people giving each other dating advice and having all these hot takes on relationships and stuff. And like you say, Amala, like, are we even honest with ourselves about what the goal is here and the fact that, you know, okay, if I want to end up in a successful long-term relationship and have have a relationship with someone who I have security with, who's going to be loyal to me, who's a high value person, who uh, has character, we share m- our morals and values. Like we should be looking at this whole thing through that lens if that's what you want. Mm -hmm. And if that's not what you want, you should also be honest with yourself and, and be able to say, that's not what I want right now. And I'm just kind of doing my own thing, but uh, you know, long-term and that that's to me, the, the path of wisdom is leading you in that direction. I think a lot of times we just, we circle around the proverbial mountain, so to speak, to use a a biblical reference um, when we unnecessarily, and we waste a lot of time in like dating land and just, not really knowing what we're doing, just kind of, I don't know, uh, being stupid and following the stupid device and playing these stupid mind games and stuff instead of focusing on, hey, I should be progressing toward a successful long-term relationship. And what does that look like? Let me answer that so I know what I'm looking for and, and I'm actually focused. And I think that'll eliminate a lot of the the noise and wasted time. Right. And on on the the Matt, uh, Matt Walsh tweet, I, I, I'll read it for you guys. I don't want to hear anybody anyone's relationship advice at this point unless they've been married for at least a decade and have kids. Too many people who never succeeded in a relationship doling out advice to other clueless saps. I agree and I disagree with this. I think there's a good bit of advice to get from people who personally know you and know who you are. So like having really good friends who know you on a deeper level than most other people, those are great people to go to for relationship advice, even if they're not married, even if they're uh, not currently in a relationship. People who are happy, regardless of what state uh, of relationship they are in, are probably good people to go to for advice. And people who have the life that you want, as as, uh, Matt Walsh talks about in this video, who are, I mean, in this tweet, who are married, by his standards, at least a decade and have kids. I don't know what what metrics you. Yeah, I don't think it has to be a hard and fast rule, but right. I think there's definitely wisdom in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would venture to say also that any advice you get from anyone, uh, you know, parent or any well, parent may be different, um, but huh. I think you should take it with a grain of salt mm-hmm. and also, yeah. you know, and and 
in the moment in time in the situation in which you're gaining that uh, that advice from that person just you know you have to sift through that information that they're giving you and put that into the context of your own life and, yeah. and go forward from there but you can't just take it blank face value um, and run with it um, so I think there is some truth in this in this Matt Walsh tweet but um, you know two things can be true at the same time too fair enough fair enough you uh, see pearls in the chat Oh, I did not see that. <laughs> Pearl just sent us a super chat, said, I'm in California, May 21st and 22nd. Let me red pill you. Okay, Pearl. <laughs> let's, get it, let's get it going. And you guys can, uh, yeah, you guys seem to want Pearl on the show. That explains why there are so many people so active in the chat right now. Uh, yeah, we'll have it on. I mean, like I said, there's not many things that I, I disagree with too too strongly being said here i just think there's there's nuances to the conversation here's one uh where pearl is talking about women and submission uh it's funny saying pearl knowing that she's in the <laughs> chat hi pearl the whole point of submission is you don't ask him why yeah you it's, just like, it's like you we, just we had a girl maggie on the show and they said you, he asked you to take down your social media and she has the most mild cooking stuff she just said it wouldn't even be a conversation and so it's like but it's so unheard of from women to just listen to men mm -hmm. not you know it's not every man like don't listen to the homeless man on the street <laughs> but, but you know what i'm saying okay so submission is about not not asking why i guess there <laughs> i could break this down in a lot of ways okay so i think there is an element of that and i think men will speak to this in the chat you will say you would love if you were with a partner where you could just say like this is the plan for the day we're gonna do this and they're like cool how can i help you and how can i be there to do that and there's no like pushback or asking for reasoning i will say though being a man who women want to submit to it requires you communicating why sometimes without her having to ask. And and that's the thing of like a, a woman who can trust that your decisions will be, you know, good for her, good for your family and have reasoning behind them. Sometimes you do need to offer them that reasoning without them having to ask or especially without receiving pushback for, for simply asking why. Although I think what they're talking about in this video in particular is the women who are like, why do I have to do that? I don't want to do that. Why are you making this decision? It's, a, it's the way that you ask <laughs> rather than the, the question itself. But I think good men will be able to communicate why without it being uh, an issue, but don't be the pushy one who's just constantly giving, you know, attitude and, you know, doing that. Yeah, that sounds like you just avoid a combative person in a relationship in general, I think is general, generally good wisdom. And there's going to be give and take um, with mm -hmm. decision making with uh, just, hey, what we're doing today, the path we're going in life, whatever. I mean, but I, I do see that as more of a collaborative effort, but I don't know. Um, I don't I don't have a huge uh, opinion on this. Scott, how do you feel about submission in relationships? Let's put you on the spot. <laughs> no, well, no, right, let's get the sound bite. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily have a strong position on this either, but it, it again goes back to just communicating. And I think what you said, Amala, is absolutely on point and that, you know, it, if you do need your spouse to be submissive in the moment, you need to be able to articulate it uh, clearly and and communicate that clearly as to why that is the case at that moment in time. But right. I mean, to demand it just again, bold face, just out of the blue or in the moment in time without that communication or reasoning, um, 
I don't know. It's it's kind of out left field. Yeah, but, we had. So a, was my answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we had a Sebastian Georgiou, who some of you know from YouTube, on our channel, and I guess the most heated part of the not even it wasn't a heated encounter between the two of us, but the people people got most heated over him saying he wanted an obedient wife, and people really hated the fact that he used that. But I imagine his thinking around that is somewhat in the same vein as uh, this of wanting to be able to make decisions and be the head of household without being asked why. But I do reiterate, you should be able to communicate why before the need uh, to be asked why. Unless you're with somebody who has an attitude and just doesn't like you making decisions. That's a whole different, whole different idea. Okay. We did do a quick uh, poll in the chat here. Women should be submissive to men in relationships. 59% of you so far say agree and 41% say disagree. So I'm actually kind of surprised by that. But I guess the devil's really in the details of what you mean by submission, like you're yeah. saying, Amelie. Yeah, yeah. I am like... Yeah, I don't know. I guess at the end of the day, like all major decisions, maybe I would defer to my partner. But that is because I am so conscious in the fact of choosing a partner who I think is smarter than me. <laughs> so uh, which yeah. this becomes the issue, right? When uh, modern women are highly educated, they're receiving the majority of bachelor's degrees. They're going out and doing these careers. They're traveling and all this stuff. They are uh, developing you know, higher IQs. And I think Jordan Peterson uh, talked about this, or I forget who was talking about it in a podcast, but saying like the higher you go in IQ as a woman, the harder it is to find a partner because women are yeah. looking for somebody who is equal, if not better. So if you're a woman with a high IQ and you're dating across and down, and you think I'm smarter than this guy, then do you really want to, to submit to somebody who you think you're smarter and more capable than? Uh, it's going to become a dynamic that is probably not helpful for your relationship. And it's going to feel probably emasculating for for the man, which is we're going to react to um, Shara Seven on the podcast on Friday. And I don't know if you guys have seen her videos on you on YouTube or Twitter or whatever, but she's like, a female guru, dating guru who teaches women like how to get men to be, you know, financially responsible for them and talks about like dating men for their finances and never date a broke man. If you're going to be if like if they want hot women, you want a financially uh, stable man and sprinkle sprinkle is her little catchphrase or whatever. I forgot where <laughs> I was going. need to get you one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I know I need a catchphrase. I don't even know what my catchphrase is. Hers is sprinkle sprinkle. Uh, but she talks about like women need to play dumb and manipulate men into doing things for them and just like act like you don't know how to do something and if you act like that a man will step up and do everything for you and where I don't think it's helpful to manipulate men with those sorts of ideas I do know that it's true I do know that if you act like you don't know how to do something a capable man will come along and be very happy to to do it for you especially if they're seeking out a relationship to, with you to your to your point about IQ and everything um I think there is clearly a difference between IQ and degrees that one has received, especially with the <laughs> yes. inflation yes. of the degrees that are That's being true. handed out at these at these times. And yes. I think there's, again, an inflation of uh, what people perceive to be as intelligence um, at this point in time. So I think there's also that discrepancy with um, just, say, the female female uh, cohort at large. Um, you know, they may have this feeling of superiority or intellect, um, whereas, you know, that might not be the case. Right. Yeah, that is true. That is true. A lot of women are being like, I went to college, therefore I am more capable. And maybe that's and men not... do that too. My yeah. three gender studies degrees that. prove that I should be making the decisions in the relationship. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Men do it too. Yeah, yeah that, that is fair. Too. Uh, yeah. Here's one on rich women dying alone. Let's see. Whoops. Is it oh. a hot woman? Mm -hmm. 
Women want success. What is the prize we're, for that success? We're talking success, like career-wise. A lot of money and lonely. Usually, usually an empty apartment, but a lot of money to spend. And that's not doesn't sit well with you. I mean, I think people are free to choose what they want to choose. If that's what you want to do, go do it. Mm -hmm. Like, but I, I think a lot of women do that and they chase the bag and they chase the career and then they find themselves alone at 50, 60 and that's not fun. And I think a lot of older women lie to younger women about this and that's what rubs me the wrong way. That's why I do what I do. And once This is true. And uh, a clear line to be drawn there is like she said, do whatever you want to do. You're free to make your own choice, which is often the accusation that like conservative leaning people get that they're telling people how to live live their lives. She just said, do whatever it is you want to do. I'm just warning you about the snake in the yard is essentially what she's saying. And I like the point at the end where she says, and older women are contributing to this problem because uh, this is just anecdotal, but I see these like street interviews on TikTok and all these other platforms or whatever, they're walking up to like older women who are maybe like sitting on a park bench or doing whatever. They're they're wearing a Cartier watch and they're like, ma'am, how'd you get so successful? And they talk about, oh, I did this or I married this guy or whatever. What's your advice to other women in their 20s? And they're like, you know, don't settle down, do whatever it is that you want to do, like be, be free, you know, date this guy, do this, do that. And like, I wish I had done that in my 20s or, or whatever. And it's like, yeah. That is advice, <laughs> but I don't know that that's good advice. Just because you maybe regret not going and like sleeping around and doing things doesn't mean you should necessarily levy that advice to young 20 somethings that are out there right now living their lives because we know statistically that that is not the best thing to be doing with your time and that there are many other ways that you could be using your time, even if it's towards the end of career or like education or something, that would be far better than like going around and sleeping around and dating a bunch of men and you know, utilizing these fleeting freedoms that we have right now in 2023. So uh, she's, I think she, she is uh, right. I don't know the stats on rich women dying alone. I don't know what that looks like, but I can imagine. Yeah, it's definitely it. become kind of a caricature uh, among conservatives, but I don't know. I think maybe a balanced middle of the road take is there's, there's the ditch of the going too hard into the career stuff uh, as a woman. And there's a ditch of going too hard into the, you know, act like you're the hot young twenties person forever and just party and don't worry about it and play games with men and never settle down and enjoy your life and all that. And uh, I don't, there's nothing necessarily wrong with pursuing your career. There's nothing necessarily wrong with like enjoying your twenties and that mm -hmm. type of thing. But uh, also I think the wisdom is, be honest with yourself in the midst of that and like where are you and be conscious of where you're going long term and if you want to have a long-term relationship if you want to get married if you want to have kids then do that math and figure out yep. okay i need to keep this goal in front of me and balance that against the other things i'm building in my life and so I, there's there's a lot of truth in in those stereotypes um but again there's nuance in everything and i think that that's kind of like the the balance in the middle of those. We got a super chat we got to read here from uh, Sarcasm Stardust. Says, hi there, old school leftist free speech activist here who enjoys your channel despite our differences. Would love for you to cover 
uh, Assange uh, represents major threat to speech slash press. I feel your audience are natural allies. I messaged on Insta. That is a topic that we haven't really got into on this channel, and maybe we will uh, explore at a later date. I don't think it gets as much press, uh, no pun intended, as it uh, deserves. So thank you so much for your super chat. I do want to say to Taylor's point, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given was from the CEO here at PragerU, uh, Marissa Streit, who says, if you are looking to, you know, fulfill your life with a relationship and marriage and a family, but you also want a career, you should pursue both of those ends at the very same rate. So as much effort as you are putting into your career, your education, you should put the same exact amount of effort into finding the partner who you want to live the rest of your life with, because you're going to find that that carries so much more weight than what you decide to do as a job right now. Whatever you're doing as a job right now may be extremely important to you, but guess what? You retire from that. And when you retire from that, what are you left with? You're left with the person that you're chosen to live your life with. And when you go home every day from work to the place that's supposed to be your safe haven and your comfort zone, you're returning to that person who you've chosen to live the rest of your life with, or you're returning to nobody at all. So both of those things deserve equal amounts of effort. And it's kind of sad that women are being told like, pursue the bag, secure the bag. You don't need a man right now. Like wait for it till you're 35 to worry about finding a man. And then they get there and they're like, okay. Where's my man? <laughs> Crickets. Crickets. Yeah, I think that's that's actually, I think, great advice for men, too, because right now it's really popular to hear these takes of like, you know, oh, be a high value man, earn as much money as possible, buy the cars, and then you don't have to be loyal to any women because you're the provider and all this stuff. And for all the talk about being a high value man, it's like, what? legacy are you leaving? What are you actually building? And just as much as you're focusing on building a career and achieving things in life, one of your greatest, your greatest achievement is going to be your family and, and the children that you leave behind. That's your legacy. And if you, you know, gain the whole world and forfeit your soul, so to speak, if you gain the whole world, but you're, you have you have no one to pass it on to. You have no legacy of passing yourself and your values and and your your character onto the next generation. Then you know I'm not I'm not saying that like kids are for everyone or whatever. Of course, there's always like exceptions to that. So we always have people who are like I didn't have kids and blah blah blah. But I'm just saying like it, I think that's something that's definitely undervalued. And I think that uh, advice applies to men as well. Is like don't yep. just worry about building the careers. Worry about building family, building your legacy. Anybody who wants that at the end of life, you better be pursuing that because you don't want to let it fall by the wayside. Okay, here is another one. Oh, I forgot to put the volume on it. Let me <laughs> turn the volume on. And less getting married, less and less having children before the age of 30. Why do you think that is? Women are delusional. We think we're hotter than we are. Women tend to want traditional men. Men tend to want traditional women. But like how many women like have a cookbook, know how to cook from scratch? How many women would delete their Instagram because their husband told them to? Or even delete certain photographs. The men are looked at as dogs if they cheat. <laughs> but the women are not looked at as dogs if they have a provocative picture on their Instagram. And if anything, they'll die trying to defend it. And then the men are shamed for it. They're called controlling and i'm just like for not wanting your tits on instagram like get <laughs> out of here i mean yeah i agree uh pearl sent another super chat uh, my name gets views what can i say is that a yes can i red pill you you are certainly invited on the show pearl <laughs> you can get on the show i don't know what you're gonna change my mind on necessarily but i'm so open to to the discussion i think uh we'll, we'll have a lot of things that we'll find uh congruence on and uh, I recently saw your take on marriage, by the way, where uh, you were saying that you get a lot of 
shit for basically not necessarily advising that people get married. And I don't tell people what to do or not to do with their their lives as far as, as marriage is concerned. But I heard a lot of your points on that and I think it's think it's valid. People are saying in the chat, don't do it, don't do it. And guys, we can have, the best part of this show is to have people on that you guys disagree with so that we can have a conversation and show how those conversations go. When you disagree with somebody, I think the best thing you can do is kind of just like hash it out and uh, see where the, where the conversation goes. We'll figure it out. Uh, now to this point, what was it saying? Women are delusional. They think they're hotter than they are. Um, I just don't like generalizations. I mean, there is certainly a class of women right now who do that all the time. I like you guys have seen those clips from like the whatever podcast and like all these modern women when they're like rate yourself one out of 10 and they're all like, I'm a 10, I'm a 10, I'm a 10, I'm a 10, meaning they have no room to grow, no way to get better. They are already the hottest they are ever going to be. Everybody's a 10 in everybody's eyes and we're all positive and la la la, we live in la la land. Um, yeah, that I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree with that. Uh, and I do think people are, can be delusional in that sense. And there's like this self-love positivity movement that's happening right now that I think is feeding into delusion. And you can be honest with yourself without it being a form of self-hatred, right? I can acknowledge that I am not a 10 out of 10 without hating myself or like being a pick me or whatever. It's just being honest. And the more you can be honest with yourself, I think the better life is gonna be for you, you know? I forgot what other points were made in this, uh, that women want traditional men, but they're not traditional women. I mean, yeah. And I guess some women don't even want traditional men because we reacted to uh, that other uh, Pearl video where it says like women want men with a bunch of experience who have slept around and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, no, not for me, sorry. <laughs> Here's another one, the patriarchy debunked. Even the whole rule and exception, there's all, it's not one size fits all, it's really not. Where there is, that's it, there are some men who thrive and succeed because they're a man, because life is easy. Therefore, I'd be like, I would expect but, you. Okay, to have I'm gonna, I'm gonna give income. you an example. My dad's the half, ha top half a percentage of earners, okay? He, he's the white man, right? That, but, but here's the thing, he worked 80 hours a week my whole life. I didn't, I didn't get to see him. Yeah. How, how is that like the patriarchy when my dad put in 80 hours every week, his whole life, yeah, like yeah, from, yeah. from the time I was like yeah. a child, right? Missed a lot, yeah. a lot of, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of shit. Like he earned that. Yeah. And I'm never going to say that's like no. the patriarchy, well, the like, only way we can but now, argue. now he's a white male CEO, yeah. right? So is, is that the patriarchy yeah. or well, did women not choose to do that? Well, yeah. I mean, the conditions for being a CEO are extreme, are very, very extreme. And it is things like 80 hour work weeks. It is things like sacrificing time with your children. It is things like not sleeping some nights because you're working on uh, major projects and stuff like that and like staying in your office and all these sorts of uh, just things that I think a lot of women are not willing to take on. So it's easy to just like armchair look at numbers of women who are conservatives and go like, why are there all, I mean, or who are CEOs and go, why are there only seven women on this list of, you know, 50 CEOs? Okay, because seven women decided to put in the time and the work that uh, it takes to be a, a CEO. The our generation currently is hellbent towards like giving women special opportunities, throwing affirmative action at them, throwing opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. And 
Yeah, I mean, women have the opportunity to do whatever they want right now. You can literally, if you want to be a CEO, go make yourself a CEO. But wait, so you get there and you realize the conditions are not the conditions that lead you to a fulfilling life and that you, in fact, want to have kids or you want to get married or you just want more me time in the uh, in on the weekends or you want to be able to hang out with friends or you want to be able to go and grab drinks. Do you think that most like big CEOs are going out and, and doing those things? Do you think they do like self-care nights and stuff? <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I, I would find that to be exceedingly rare, especially if you're in the throes of trying to build that position for yourself. I think with most things in life, like, like even if you think about how, what, one fourth of Gen Z wants to be like an influencer on the internet and that that's that's a really big number and you hear then you're like wow that's shocking how many of them are actually going to do it probably not a lot because they don't understand like okay you have to like commit yourself to this sort of number of, of content you have to give this much you have to learn how to do this most people want to do a lot of things that they don't end up doing that's just the way that life pans out because they're not willing to put in the work that it takes to get there or they just don't cut it you yeah, know, so you, you yeah. pointed you pointed to that that number seven, like seven female CEOs or anything like that. Right, right. Think of, and and they got to be CEOs. Think of the sheer number of men who are striving to become CEOs. Yes, and that number um, absolutely uh, belittles the number of females who have chosen that pathway in life. So mm -hmm. for them to make it to the top is incredible, um, percentage wise. Yeah, and it's not just like. I qualify to make it to the top. That's a big thing too, because women are like, okay, well, women have the same qualifications as these men and they're not getting to the same uh, the same positions. It's not just that you have to qualify. You have to be a freaking cutthroat bitch to get up there too. You have to step on people to get to these positions. Do you think men are just like sitting by docilely and going, oh, well, I guess she has the same qualifications as me or, or more qualifications for me. So I'm not going to go for the job or I'm not going to like run her over in the interview process or whatever. No, they are competitive and assertive and they don't care. So you have to take on those traits in order to get there as a woman. You just simply do. Uh, and I'm sure you can look around and you'll find maybe a few very docile, unassertive, agreeable female CEOs out there, but they didn't get there by being that way. And it's it's just, it, and it's so interesting that like all of these conversations surround like being a CEO, being like a top leader, being on the Supreme Court, which is like high positions of honor that most people, their mothers, their brothers, their sisters, their uncles, will never even fathom being in those positions. But those are the ones that we're arguing over for the feminist movement and all of these stuff. They're not normal positions. It's not, it's never garbage man. It's never construction worker. It's never like manager at the Wendy's or like I, it was sexism that didn't give me that position. The positions that most people are working. It's always just like these random CEO things. <laughs> That nobody cares about. I'm sorry. If you're in the position to be a CEO and you're like, I didn't get there because of sexism, I don't feel bad for you. I really don't. Like we're really squabbling over a person who's in the position of trying to be the CEO of a company and that's what we're arguing about. I don't Yeah, feel and if bad. you're blaming sexism and the patriarchy and all that for like why you didn't achieve, then more likely you're interested in reinforcing your prior beliefs about those things than like actually understanding reality and understanding the the you're actually ascertaining truth. And if you're interested in truth, then you can just look at 
the reasons why there are there's a wage gap, for example, and those go back to the choices that women make uh, versus men, it, 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 whether to uh, choose different career paths, whether to ha- have children and stay home with children. Um, it has to do with the psychological differences between men and women that you alluded to a minute ago, Amala, with women being on average more agreeable than mm-hmm. men. So that comes into play with competing for cutthroat jobs, what comes into play with salary negotiations, um, and then just the willingness to work hard. Men are by nature very competitive because we have to compete for women (laughs) and, uh, you know, ascend the competence hierarchy, as Jordan Peterson talks about. Uh, So there's those are factors that are real, that are measurable, that we can point to and say, this explains these gaps and this difference. And if you're interested in the truth and living a life that is based on truth, living in the real world, then you'll look at those. But if you're only interested in making excuses for yourself, then you'll just sit back and blame everything on the patriarchy. Yep. Yeah, you can't make it. And yeah. And to get to that position and then blame it on patriarchy, it's just blows my mind. <laughs> just blows my mind. It's victimhood culture, baby. That's all that is. Okay. We'll do maybe a couple more before uh, we get out here. Uh, I recognize this girl. What's her name again? Brittany Renner. I recognize her from a viral clip on the Fresh and Fit podcast where she like went off on uh, the guys there. Apparently she's having a conversation with Pearl in this clip. Let's see. We got muted over there. Why is there no sound? Let's see. Uh, Let me just replug technical in here. Difficulties, Always usual, with the technical know. difficulties. We just roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently they're talking about uh, a man who recognizes beautiful things, I guess. We'll see. Sometimes when you talk, it sounds like La La Land, respectfully. I mean, I mean, just because you'll talk about these guys and I'm like, these men aren't real. <laughs> see, what man sees the beauty? It's talking about the beauty in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> But why can't I have a guy that sees the beauty in the Grand Canyon? Why why would I want someone that doesn't see the beauty in the Grand Canyon? Why can't why can't I have a millionaire? <laughs> but he doesn't see the beauty in the Grand Canyon? Bro, you're no. gonna be able to make your own money. So why like they, at the end of the day Okay, so that's kind of a nothing thing, but so I apparently presumably they're in this conversation about wanting a man who sees like the beauty in the Grand Canyon, which I guess Pearl is assessing to be some sort of like feminine trait. You know, men are gonna go out and do work and provide and you want them to see the beauty in the Grand Canyon. Why I picked this clip though is I think there's actually uh, a point towards Brittany Renner's point in this. There are the this uh, group of this a uh, couple of, of therapists and they do uh, like marriage couples counseling uh, and they've developed their own sort of field of that therapy called Gottman therapy and I believe their last name is Gottman. You can check them out. And they developed these metrics for being able to assess relationships at, I think, a pretty high per percentage of deciding whether or not a couple was going to undergo a divorce within the span of their their marriage and were quite accurate in the metrics that they came about in uh, deciding this for, for different couples. And one of the metrics was something very, very simple. And if you're in a relationship right now, this is something maybe to look out for. Let's say you're walking down the street with your uh, your partner, him or her, and you go, look at that bird over there. That bird is really cool. <laughs> and your partner just ignores you and you keep walking. That is one of the metrics that they used. Uh, and I think it's one of the top three to decide whether or not a couple is going to be successful. A successful couple, even if you don't even care about what the person is saying, what they're looking at, what they're trying to get you in- to engage with, you should look over and go, yeah, 
that is a cool bird or like give some sort of statement of recognition to what this person is saying. So when she says, I want a man who acknowledges the beauty in, in the Grand Canyon, and why would I not want somebody to share that acknowledgement with me? She's actually saying something far more profound than I think anybody would be willing to give her credit, is that she wants somebody who's going to stay on the same wavelength as her, or at least give some sort of acknowledgement towards her interest in a relationship. And I think if you don't have that in a husband or a boyfriend, you probably shouldn't be dating them <laughs> because what's the point of the relationship? Okay, yeah, you'll have financial stability. You'll have somebody to provide for you. You'll have somebody to, you know, be there when the wolves are at the door. And that is nice and fine and wonderful. And I think that's a valiant effort on the behalf of men. But if you don't have somebody to, you know, contend with about your ideas or to share these acknowledgments of what you, the life that you're both experiencing together, then what do you have? You have a bodyguard. Yeah, and the the bird that you mentioned, the pretty bird flying by or the Grand Canyon, those are acting as proxies for just the care that you have from one person to another. Like if I care about you, then I'm going to take the time to care about what you care about and what you appreciate. And as right. you're talking, I was thinking of, you know, my wife has these crazy dreams all the time. And it's kind of a labor for me to listen to them sometimes because they kind of go on and on and there's all this crazy stuff happening and it's not very like meaningful. It's just like, what what is even going on here? But you know what? Like, I will gladly, <laughs> right. once I've had my coffee and I'm ready to like engage, <laughs> uh, listen and just, yeah, hey, let's go for it. You know what? Because I care about her and it's it's her world and I want to be inside of it. And like, I'm, you know, I, she, I care about her and I care about what she cares about and this is meaningful to her or it's something that she's wants to share with me. So because I love her, I'm going to give her that time and be genuine and it's not going to be a drag. It's going to be something that I'm enjoying because I love my wife and I want to spend time with her. And, and I think, I think about like the, the proverbial, like daddy's girl and how, you know, dads just live inside their daughter's world. And I look forward to that type of relationship. And it's because, you know, I'm not going to care about playing with dolls, but I'll play with dolls with my daughter because I love her. And I think that that, uh, you know, what the point that you're making is you shouldn't need this like overlap hundred percent of every single interest that you have or whatever, in order to be able to have a relationship, there should be an underlying sense of genuine valuing of the other person yeah. that leads you to care about things that they care about, even if you don't. Yeah. And in that Tucker Carlson video that we watched where he's talking about his wife and like this, this personal struggle that he had of like, I don't understand women. I think they're kind of crazy. I don't know. What. <laughs> but you meet somebody who you want to be in a relationship with. And the joy of it comes in maybe not sharing the same interests, but loving to watch them experience their interests through their eyes and like trying to understand like what it is they're going through. Like my boyfriend really loves to watch UFC fights. I had never really watch UFC fights before I'm dating this man but he gets excited to watch them or like watch rugby or whatever I'm like I don't know anything about this but I would I love to watch that with you because I'm watching you experience something that you find joy in and, and that's the same thing with children and where you know a, a lot of people maybe with children don't make that connection of like watch the world through their eyes like watch what they're going through and try to hold that connection as deeply as you can before it's lost and like you don't have it anymore the the one one of the wonderful things about having children is getting to like watch childhood through somebody else's eyes again and that's exactly what you do in a relationship if you're a man you're watching womanhood through somebody else's eyes if you're a woman you're watching manhood through somebody else's eyes and that's why nobody can emulate it that's why we look at like 
I don't know, the Dylan Mulvaney's of the world and the people who are like trans activists and going like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like you can slap woman or man on anybody, but they don't have the experience and they're not truly experiencing the world through through our sets of eyes. And uh, yeah, that's just a, a, a cool thing. And that's what I think she means when she says like the beauty of the Grand Canyon, although it's kind of funny and you can like sneer at it or whatever. She's saying, I want somebody to acknowledge the things that I'm acknowledging. Yeah, and just while you're talking, I thought of it not to get not to get overly cheesy, but the uh, the movie Inception when Cobb tries to like keep his wife alive through memory or whatever. Mm -hmm. Scott, you can help me remember exactly how mm -hmm. the plot works, but uh, he couldn't like keep her in all of her uh, intricacies and all of her imperfections and all that the the copy that he had of her, the memorized version of her that he could still go down to and visit wasn't enough because. The, it, there wasn't that active living experience of another person. And so even though it was this perfect memory of all these great things that you, they had together, he still needed that person there in front of him to love and to share. And I think that that's you know, one of the beautiful things about uh, about long term and, and committed relationships is that you, you get to experience that. Yep. That is, I think this is the note to go into Super Chats on, because that's a positive note, guys. If you're in a relationship <laughs> or in any sort of, it doesn't have to be a, a romantic relationship, any sort of relationship that you're trying to keep uh, going, acknowledge the bird. <laughs> Say that's a cool bird. Okay, guys. <laughs> acknowledge the bird. Acknowledge the bird. All right. Uh, going into Super Chats, we've got Sutma Dude starting us off saying not a fan of pearl nor any other dating guru wow okay well the way to take us from positive to negative real fast no it's fair enough like i said people have very very differing opinions i just sit in the middle on this stuff i think but, there's some interesting points to explore yeah if, if you, you can say what you want but i think she's she's great at starting conversations whether it's through a hot take or dropping a statistic or something she's there's there's usually more under the surface of whatever she's saying that needs to be unpacked hence why we're doing what we're doing but something i do had a little more to say people are multifaceted and thus don't need to live slash behave the same way she's not the worst though certainly not as unbearable as the 1975 <gasps> oh my gosh always with the 1975 slander you're fired oh my gosh Savage. this is horrible <laughs> Savage. um dixon butts how are we doing today man uh can women not be well-traveled successful and all that and just not sleep with 50 guys I think that, yeah, that is true. They can be that. I saw a guy that like, he's like, if I ever see a woman's Instagram and she's like on a yacht or she's traveling or whatever, he's like, I know I'm never going to date that woman because she's sleeping around and like, how could she possibly get on a yacht without all that? And I'm just like, wow, there's just so much, uh, so much heat in the current climate surrounding these uh, sorts of conversations. It's really, yeah, Or really she's just smart and took some money from a guy who paid her to go on a freaking yacht for free <laughs> yeah. for a day. Like... <laughs> Yeah, that's you know, also a possibility. Yeah, or she's just networking. She's got friends. You know, she's got friends in high places. You, you, you never know. You don't know the situation. <laughs> uh, Emily Jane says, "Just want to say hi, and that I think you are an amazing woman, Amala. Thank you for always speaking facts and also speaking on subjects no one wants to talk about and that need to be talked about. Keep up the great work." Thank you. Yeah, we're going to explore this further, and maybe we'll have Pearl on the show, which a lot of you guys don't seem so happy about, but it's interesting because, okay, I, and I think a lot of the heat might be coming recently from, I think she had Nick Fuentes on her show, right? And there was this whole, like, back and forth where he said some very blatantly racist things. Like, there's no sugarcoating that. What he said was racist. 
do I think a person who like hosts somebody is the one that needs to be held accountable? Like it's really weird to see all the criticism being levied over that podcast, not being directed towards Nick, but being directed towards Pearl. And where I grant that maybe she should have pushed back on some of the things that he was saying and sort of had created some contention and actually created a debate around what he was saying. It's not totally like her fault uh, that he said the things that he said. Definitely should have been pushed back, but like the fact that she's receiving the brunt of the uh the outrage just does not does not make sense to me but we won't Josh, have nick fuentes well, on the ahead. show we, we will yeah. I, I will let you guys know that we prime promise we'll nick fuentes there. will not, never be on the show <laughs> uh joshua lundquist says we overshot the goal post on equality into this push for equity i don't understand how the far left came to a conclusion that folks deserve work based on their sex slash race alone not merit it seems patronizing right yeah, it's interesting that um, sometimes these movements get away from us, which is the worst part about it is that there are actual movements for progress. And now people don't know whether or not to support those movements because they don't know when they're going to stop. Like the civil rights movement technically never stopped. <laughs> and now here we are, or at least people are using the civil rights movement as an argument for these sort of equity based arguments that they're putting forward now. And that's the hard part, because now people are going to sneer at all civil rights movements and all things that actually could be good for our society because of just how far and radical they become. Too much Rush fan 1974 Dave thing. says women adopting stereotypically male roles is damaging society. Jordan Peterson speaks about this often. I believe he does what he is talking about. Yeah, I just I how do you reverse it? I don't think you can really. Other than just talking about it and trying to convince women that maybe this is not the best outcome. And again, it's not to say that they shouldn't have careers and they shouldn't work or whatever. Do what you want to do. I have a career. I work. Um, it's just to say maybe put equal amount of effort into other things if those other things are what you want and if those other things are going to bring about better outcomes it's about educating about outcomes but does that make people change their minds i don't know hopefully yeah i think we're just doomed to always having the pendulum swing back and forth yeah. uh, we'll have the overcorrection and now we're going to have the overcorrection to the overcorrection but hopefully some some healthy time in the middle where we're we're balanced and and wise hopefully <laughs> rossell felipe says last live a guy said that he hasn't seen a feminist in dr dominican republic i guess mm. um that's not true there are many and that Dominican women, and he also said that Dominican women desire white men to take them out of the country, LOL. By the way, I love you guys. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been to the Dominican Republic and certainly have never uh, spoken to, you know, people who are deep from that, that culture. So I don't know what, what the DR is looking like. Maybe he's just had a certain uh, slice of the pie there. <laughs> he seemed like he was having an interesting life over there. He said he was like a well-off white guy or something, just, uh, you know, trouncing around the Dominican Republic. I don't know what oh, he's dear. up to. <laughs> uh, 26MUL says, I'm from the Dominican Republic. Well, you let us know what's going on Yeah, over you there, let us know. Because we're clueless. Um, Halcyon Zong says, is it me or is there's way more leftists leaving the left than rightists leaving the right? Why is that? Also, apologies for my previous seemingly rude super chat oh i don't know what super chat you're i don't remember to. that being rude i remember you but i don't remember it being rude so 
All water under the bridge. Yeah, we're you're good. all good. We don't get offended too easily over here. Um, what? Oh, so uh, people going? Why from do people more leave the left? left than I don't right, know yeah. that it's. I don't know if it's true. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I've never actually looked into the amount of people who convert. Maybe it will feel like there's more leftist people leaving right now because it's getting uh, increasingly more extreme. I'm actually filming a podcast tomorrow with uh, this guy named John from the Jubilee YouTube channel. He works there, and he is a former conservative turned left-leaning and i'm the opposite so we're gonna have that conversation tomorrow hmm. so we'll see what came to mind was definitely the uh the elon musk and colin wright meme of what it, was it? it's not the people necessarily leaving like liberalism or that train of thought right. it's more the movement just going so far left exactly exactly they're pretty much thinking the same things but just like feeling the need to like dissociate i guess 100%. Bubbly Pixie says, this is my first time catching you live. Discovered you a few weeks ago and been watching you during my work breaks. Loved your videos. Always learning something new. Oh, thank you. That's wonderful. You guys, uh, I always say post post what you're doing. Like if you're watching the show, post it on Instagram and in your story and tag me and I will share to my story because I love like watching the things you guys are doing. I love watching you guys do things <laughs> um, <laughs> while you're watching the show. The feeling's mutual, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of surreal when you see people post that they're like in their living room with I their cat know. watching it, and it's like, oh yeah, we're actually talking to human beings out there, right. not just you know in a studio. So it blows my super mind. Cool. Uh, Dharma Initiative said, "I wish my mother had taught me more home skills and not pushed college and career so as hard. I didn't even think about family until it was too late." Mm, that's. I mean, I'm I'm sorry to hear that. That's a really tough thing. Hopefully, it's still not totally too too late i mean there are other options these days and uh hopefully if you still i mean want... robert de niro just had a kid at like 75 so <laughs> yeah seventh one yeah that's legit i think he's 79 even 79 good oh Lord. my gosh i don't know that Jail. i'd advise that but <laughs> go for it uh Lozer says hi from uruguay uh, just Play. wanted to say thanks for your videos. I love listening to your takes. First time catching a live and wanted to show my appreciation. Awesome. Thank you. I love that this is so many of yours first time watching the show. It's like every show we get so many new people who are watching for the first time. So that's great. It was just Pearlie's name. We're going to have to put Pearlie on all of our shows. Now. <laughs> right, right. I'm just going to tag just Pearlie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Breaking news. Also, just Pearlie thinks. Um <laughs> Let's see. Courtney Kipp just gives a super chat. Thank you for that. No message. Uh, Vix Logic says, us old girls do happiness on our own terms now. It might be single, but the self-respect good for our daughters. Yeah, I mean, hands emoji. yeah, it's just about I don't think that you're not going to have a fulfilling life if you end up single. I don't want that to be uh, misconstrued. But if I let's say I grow up and I'm like 70 years old and I'm single and whatever, happy, fulfilled, doesn't matter. I have a granddaughter. Just because I'm happy and fulfilled being single does not mean I'm going to advise that my granddaughter like pursue other things than finding a life partner. I think I would still be able to acknowledge that if she grows to 70 with a life partner who's still there for her and is like going through, uh, you know, the, the late stages of life with her, that might, will probably be better than what I'm going through, uh, being alone at 70. So I think it's always about acknowledging that. It's not to say that there are not people who are perfectly happy being single at that age, but that I would never advise that my granddaughter not find, try to find somebody to be there at that time. Well put, well put. Um, Michelle 
M says, hey guys, just wanted to share that every time Taylor and Scott are bubbles in the left and right corners around Amala, it looks like they're your inner thoughts. It makes me giggle. Love from Texas. <laughs> yeah. They just it's feel good. weird. I don't know. I kind of like it, but I'm also like, I'm torn on if this is the best way to, to visually represent ourselves. I think it adds character, you know, it's, it's a little, it's something different, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys let us know in the chat if you have better ideas. You can but... put a poll. Should we put them in circles or not? <laughs> uh, Let me do that. Uh, Dixon Butts again says, "I want to split everything fifty-fifty. I redid the roof last week. How many dishes does she need to do?" See, yeah, uh, that's just—it just doesn't work, does it? <laughs> the scorekeeping. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Um, Naturally Brown thirteen says, "Hey team, love the content. Just wanted to let you know I told my husband about you, and he misheard me. You are now forever omelette Kenobi." Ah, uh, you know what? Okay. <laughs> So I have a little sister whose name kind of sounds like chicken if you heard it the wrong way. And my name sounds like omelet if you heard it the wrong, the wrong way. So when we were kids, we'd get called a chicken omelet all the time. So this is nothing new. Also, I'm used to my name being mispronounced uh, every single time it's said. So <laughs> it's good. I invite it. <laughs> uh, this is true. Great answer, Kamala. Uh, Emily Jane <laughs> says, I wouldn't do it, Amala. She seems to just want to come onto your show, shoving her beliefs down your throat just to get herself more views. She seems shady and she's already in the live creeping. Just my opinion from New York. <laughs> Fair I get, see, I get if you're like to go on somebody's show and be like, I'm going to red pill you maybe does imply a certain nature of the, the conversation. I think I'm fine with the uh, steering conversations, hopefully in, in the right direction, though. I will not allow views to be shoved down my throat. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. Like the red pill means generally like wake you up to critical thinking and not being bought you into <laughs> narratives and stuff. Yeah, you hope. You so hope. I don't know. Maybe we're talking about a different red pill now, but uh, generally I'm, I'm down with the red pill, but I don't know. Uh, someone, who was it? Alex Villanuevas, I think, who's been on the, uh, or Senteas, who's a common super chatter that we met in, in Minnesota is really into the red pill content. I didn't even know what that was, but I guess that's this like dating, you know, hot takes content. So yeah. Uh, anyways, Joshua Lundquist says, said it so I have to agree. Amala, those glasses are fire. 11.5. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know how you guys would feel about the glasses. I feel kind of nerdy. I feel like uh, this is normally I'm Stefan and uh, putting these on, I'm Steve Urkel. If you guys get that reference. You better get that reference. And if you don't, go watch Family Matters. You're missing out. <laughs> um, Ram Tiger Falcon says, going into a marriage as a 50-50 input is a setup for failure. Somebody's always going to do more than half. Mm -hmm. Then it's competitive sport with a scorecard. Have you fact-checked the orange skin tone? Fact-checked huh? the orange skin tone? I'm not I'm sure confused. about that one. I don't know about that last part, but yeah, I completely agree. If you are currently in a relationship where you're defining it based on percentages, you're failing. <laughs> I'm sorry. You might feel like you're winning, but you are failing. It's just never going to work out. It's never going to work out that way. Um, I shouldn't say never. It can. But, you know, I've seen like I saw this girl on TikTok who said, you know, I used to date a 50 50 man and they would like go on dates for like a month. And then at the end of the month, he would send her a spreadsheet of like what he paid for and what she paid for <laughs> and who owed what. And it would be like it would be like a uh, 40 bucks for gas. You pay me 20 and stuff. Oh, my gosh. Just horrendous. Yeah, maybe if you're both like type A accountants, it could work. Um, and you're always reconciling your budgets and stuff. But um, 
yeah, as in general, that doesn't sound like a recipe for success. Right. Uh, Scout in the Bradley says, I grew up in a trailer park. I joined the military, served 20 years. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Got Thank out, you. made smart decisions, and now I make enough that my son will not have to work. That is amazing. Oh, wow. See, Based. look at that. Generational wealth nice. is a powerful, powerful tool. You should still make him work a little bit, though. <laughs> Don't make him not. No. Builds character. And and that's one other annoying thing about the like Pearl's comment about the um the patriarchy and that or the response to the girl who who was talking about the patriarchy is like, hey, my dad people work their way into the top one percent and people fall out of the one percent all the time. We, mm -hmm. we talk about the one percent as though it's this static thing that it's always the same, but there's really a lot of mobility in and out of that, and as stories like this testify to. Great point. So, Great point. Um Nixiality says coffee money for the both of you love the channel and <laughs> and then it cut off so i don't know if there was more to that <laughs> oh, i so appreciate it. uh, it's matcha uh, money for me you guys you guys were dogging on me in the comments where i said matcha was better than coffee you guys did uh, not like to hear that but uh, sorry it's true it's like Team grass coffee. water so sorry grass water yeah. <sighs> uncultured <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kara Nicole says, will you react to the HBO Alabama Rush documentary on YouTube? Would love to have your opinions on toxic sorority culture, especially in the South. Hmm. I don't know anything about sorority, so I'll have to check into that and watch it. I'm currently on the endeavor of watching Queen Charlotte uh, from Netflix to see how woke it is and possibly score it, because I know it's the number one show on Netflix right now. Uh, so far, it's... It's their sprinklings. It's very, very sexual. I was all I was shocked by I, I understand that Bridge Bridgerton had a lot of like sexual activity in that show. This is literally like watching HBO Max, uh, which is essentially softcore corn on uh, on Netflix. I was shocked, gobsmacked that there are going to be young women who are watching this show because they're like, oh, Queen Charlotte romance show Bridgerton. And this is what they're watching. It's actually insane. Uh, but maybe I'll make a video about it later. Oof. Yeah, we got to do that. And then I want I'm Little Mermaid's coming out in a couple of weeks. I think we should probably do a reaction to that. Oh, gosh, yeah, I've and, seen the uh, clips. I've seen the clips. The thing with doc, like reacting documentaries, like we reacted to Dear White People once and got it got taken down because of copyright because we played too much of it or whatever so it's just kind of tricky to to work around reviews like that yeah um, but it seems like a good idea we can look into it for sure thank you for the suggestion allison riley says she is a female version of a male feminist <laughs> for pearl <that's laughs> she's the female version She's the female version of a male. She's a female. Oh, okay. What, so she's call, you're calling her a pick me. Feminist. You're calling her. You're calling her a pick me. It's basically saying it's like a man saying he's feminist to get laid. That she's saying she's anti-feminist to get men. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's. I don't know. Seems How come like there's weird... not like a masculist or you know like <laughs> masculinist? There's not a like masculine. a pro man category. Is there? I think there's a word for it. Men's rights advocate. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's something like that. Uh, Put it I in feel the like chat. There's a word know. for meninist? it. Maybe it is a meninist. meninist. Is that a word? I don't know. Kitty Fairy says meninist. I think I've heard that somewhere, but anyways. I don't know. Oh, I'd like to think meninist. that mm, people have their views simply because they have their views, but I understand that there are certain in incentives, but I, I, I will reserve judgment on that point because I don't know. 
Uh, Little Redhead 75 says, Hi, Amelie, do you have any advice for a new master's student at a liberal uni that is scared to express any remotely conservative views, but is tired of keeping her views silent? Thanks for what you do. If you're scared, express them in the form of questions. So that way, nothing is tied to you. It's not like you're making a personal statement about your views. Just inquire about, you know, uh, the other ways that one could interpret something. You say, like, what if somebody interpreted it this way? Or like, what about this fact? Or like, what about this perspective? How would you respond to that perspective? And then just force them to have to do all the work and you just present the questions. If you get ballsy one day and you're like, I actually wanna confront them about this, do it. And I guarantee you there will be other students who feel the exact same way that you feel. Um, but if you're too scared to do it like straightforward, questions, best way to go. Socratic method, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> That's great advice. Uh, Noah Lackey says, Amala, you once said it's decreasing thing for people to not meet other races. High from the sticks met four black people from set met met four black people at 17, had a fairy tale view that all black people were cheerful and friendly, got internet <laughs> access during BLM, <laughs> dot 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 mind blown. Oh <laughs> See, I think that's a unique story. I think most people in America are growing up having met other races by, you know, way before 17. You know what I mean? Like that's, we're, we're in a pretty like, uh, pretty uh, mixed society right now. So that story actually blows my mind. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, if you get access to the internet, you will find that all people are way worse than you thought they were. <laughs> um, so it's not just a, it's not just a black thing. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, Drew Beats says, so tired of people disrespecting Thomas Sowell. Hate that Pearly Things brought up his name at all, SMH. I don't know what disrespecting? he's referring to. I don't know. We don't tolerate Tom Sowell disrespect uh, on this podcast. I didn't hear yeah. it. And maybe I wasn't paying attention. It, but unless he deserves it. I yeah. Think. Is it disrespect because they didn't they didn't fully articulate his ideas and thoughts thoroughly enough? Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. I didn't Hopefully. even hear his name. Yeah. So uh, leave it in the comments if you heard it. I didn't hear it. Put some respect on that man's name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a scout in a Bradley again says, um, I feel most people stand in the middle, not left or right, but the world only pays attention to the one far left or far right. Yep. True. That's the one Generally stuff that makes true. headlines. Uh, but I think most people's stances are very, very centrist and moderate, which is what makes the world go round. Hmm. Monacalia. Welcome back. How you doing? Uh, Amla, what is your opinion on Penny Mordon and Penny Mordon's dress at the coronation? It looked Roman or medieval fashion, something like Game of Thrones. Her job was to carry coronation swords. Penny Mordaunt? M-O-R-D-A-U-N-T. This? I mean, if you're carrying swords, I mean... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who she is. Okay, so I'm just going to preface this. Way. I have no idea who she is, but she looks badass. Looks cool to me. I'm looking it up. Oh, you got it uh, yeah, on the screen. It's, yeah. it's on the screen. Yeah, she looks cool to me. I like the color of the dress. Brings out uh, her your skin tone. Sword's cool. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> little fashion review right there. Thank you. Impromptu. Yeah. Uh, Bubbly Pixie. My name is Delia. Pronounced D-I-La. Oh, sorry. D-I-La. D-I-La. <laughs> 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 right into that. Wow. Uh, <laughs> It always gets mispronounced. I feel you on that. Oh, no. uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah no, it's okay. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll try to get it right next time right away. Yeah, we'll try. Thank you. 
Uh, ACP says women in history worked for their own rights and representation because it was not done right and were be- and were being abused. I know there are wonderful men in the world, but I like making my own choices as well. I heart you guys. Yeah, uh, choice is choice is a wonderful thing to to have. I haven't even gotten into like uh, the former feminist movements to like really do an in-depth dive at what was happening at the time uh and that is a subject that pearl talks about a lot and she says like you know there's plenty of women who didn't want that to be the case or whatever didn't want these movements happening i have not yet looked into uh those perspectives so i'll I'll explore that but for the most part i'm like yeah the more choice you have in your life uh the better (laughs) things are uh ian says i had a car accident yesterday physically fine but mentally broken can't do anything what kind of mindset should i have at this moment well i would ask why like well if you're physically fine this is a wonderful it's a wonderful thing maybe it's about uh reframing the situation although i don't know what happened to you in this car accident so i'm not going to give you like the any advice that you sh- i say you should follow the way i would be thinking about it is you had something horrible happen to you and you came out on the other end. So what a wonderful thing to have happened that you are here to uh, tell the tale and looking at it that way is wonderful. But if you don't feel good, maybe you just need some rest. Maybe it was a traumatic experience and sometimes your body just has stress responses and you might be physically fine, but just the utter stress and trauma of going through something that is, you know, shocking like that. Sometimes you need time to recover. So give yourself some time to recover. That's good. That's good. Uh, Ram Tiger Falcon said, here's more to read. Stay in your bubbles, Taylor. You look like Amala's inner voices. She's got to have strong thought models. (laughs) (laughs) You guys did vote that you want them to stay in their bubbles. So (laughs) bubble boys. (laughs) We'll stay in our bubble boy. Uh, I should just just superimpose him on Thomas Soul, like perfectly within frame. Yeah. Is that white face? Oh, Oh, is that an offense? Yeah, I don't know. We'll Rachel get canceled real fast. I appreciate yeah. the check there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Delia girl. Now I'm all insecure about pronouncing people's names. So sorry. D-L-I-A. So De- sorry. Delia girl, Delia girl. Uh, what about Job Stewart as a potential interview? I used to love, I think John, John Stewart. Stewart. Came in. Um, I used to love him in mid 2000s, but not so much now. Team Matcha. Do you have a fan mail P.O. box? Ah, I do. Let me put up the P.O. box for you guys. Prayu.com slash contact. But, yeah, uh-huh. um, I'll just put it up on screen if any of you guys want it. Um, I used to love Jon Stewart as well, and it was because me and my mom would watch Jon Stewart all the time, so I had that to look like look forward to uh, at nighttime when his show would go out. So, um, yeah, I think he's still cool. For the most part, he's somewhat reasonable. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's kind of a big fish to get on this show, but maybe one of these days. Here's the P.O. Box address, by the way, if you guys uh, want it, if you guys want to send any letters or anything, uh, not anthrax. uh, Please no. We don't prefer that. (laughs) Anything nice. Also, if you do send anthrax, somebody else checks the letters before I get them. So you're actually making somebody else go through trouble, not me. (laughs) So don't do that. (laughs) Um... What was I talking about? Jon Stewart. Yeah, big fish to get on this show. And he is getting more and more delusional as uh, time goes by. He's not on the Bill Maher arc that I had dreamed he would be on. But here we are. <laughs> no, also, went the opposite way. Bill Maher just did Club Random with Dr. Phil. And I'm watching that immediately after this show. I cannot wait. <laughs> that sounds lit. That sounds so awesome. That's one of my dream guests. We got to get Dr. Phil yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. 
Um, all right. Imagination Junkie says, when I was a kid, there were kids of all races in my elementary school, but no, and nobody told me they were quote unquote different. So I just assumed people were like cats. They might be different colors, but they're no different otherwise. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I think that's how most kids view things and they're right. It's exactly how it is. Like those two, the white boy and the black boy who got the same haircut and showed up to school and said they were twins. I love that story. And I think it's so cute. <laughs> Did you see that TikTok I sent you today of the, uh, the, there was like a black girl who was a toddler and new girl in her Spanish speaking, like, you know, daycare class or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they were all like asking her questions about her race and yeah. stuff. It was, but it was like so innocent and cute yeah. and in Spanish, which is just really funny. That's adorable. Um, Anyways, a so scout cute. in a Bradley says Pearl used a Tom Soul quote in her Nikki interview. So in her Nikki interview, I don't know. We'll have to see the context there. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I don't know, and I don't know what Nikki, but we can know. we can find it. Um, Charimar Martin says, first live, have you have heard? I have heard you talk about grooming and that anything can be grooming. Do you feel the same? Uh, do you feel the same about raising kids according to the Bible? Yeah, I mean, grooming, when, when people say the phrase grooming, it's often like given this nefarious sort of connotation to it. Grooming does not have to be a, a good or a bad thing. If you are trying to raise your kids with a certain set of views that you've decided is good for your kid, you are grooming them in that direction. So uh, it, whatever you do, and, and you can interpret that as negative or positive, depending on how you feel about a certain set of views. But yeah, you can, you would, you would be grooming the child to be religious yeah there's like there's parents who are like a the dad built a company and they're grooming the son to inherit that so yep. the word grooming in particular can can take on a bunch of different meanings. same things with indoctrination it's the same yeah mm -hmm. um rosa maria just sends a little fox or cat emoji that says number one. Oh, thank you <laughs> and i think that is the most the last one so okay guys made it that is our show today. It's been an interesting one. We had a Pearl hop in the comments <laughs> to ask to red pill me. So maybe we'll have that happen in the future. And I hope you guys had an interesting conversation with us today, or at least sat in on an interesting conversation. Let me know your thoughts in the comments down below. I'm sure you have some strong opinions in regard to the girl who we have reacted to today. You love her, you hate her, you don't want to be here, you want to be here, I don't know, whatever. You guys put it in the comments, you let me know, and as always, we encourage healthy debate. So make sure you go back and forth. Hendrick sent another super chat, said Pearl brought on a white brought a white supremacist on her podcast. That's not acceptable. Talking about uh, Nick Fuentes. You know what? I think... Uh, one of the interesting things about meeting people with radical extremist views is to discuss how, how they got there. You know the guy, there's this black guy, and I forget what his name is, but he took it upon himself to work personally on de-radicalizing members of the KKK. And how did he de-radicalize those members of the KKK? He went and spoke to them. So I think if we're going to levy criticism towards Pearl for having Nick Fuentes on the show, the criticism should be aimed at not pushing back on his ideas and not opening the conversation to maybe try and change his mind on some of the views that you have that you, that you think are tasteless, I think are tasteless. Uh, and pushing back on the racism is where things went awry, in my opinion, not necessarily having the conversation be like that guy like if you want to de-radicalize people and change your minds or if you're not 
into that, then don't do it. But if you want to de-radicalize them, it's about building the relationships. Those KKK members built a friendship with a black guy and went, wait a second, I can't can't hate black people anymore. And that's how he he worked that out. So yeah, you don't always have to agree with people. And sometimes they have very heinous beliefs and bringing heinous beliefs to the light is actually one of the best things you can do to not have people believe them anymore. But it's all about that pushback. So you can't just allow them to sit there and spew their bullshit at you. You have to push back at the bullshit. Uh, anyways, and I think that's our show for today. Thank you guys so much for watching. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we're live. Plus, uh, PragerU, uh, we have our Club 5 promotion happening right now, which I believe is, what, $5 a month? You can uh, donate to PragerU to help work on our five-minute videos that get made. And if you'd like to do that, you can go to PragerU.com slash donate so where your uh, gift can impact the content that we're creating here and specifically our five-minute videos that you guys get every week on Monday. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Again, duke it out in the comments. See you later.